Welcome to the Masterclass Podcast. My name is Rashid K. I mean, I am Rashid K. The original article done. Yeah. You see me? Mm-hmm. This is episode 40. Damn. The big 4-0. And we have a live audience today. Wow. Shut up, man. And another episode of the Masterclass Podcast. I go by the name of OG. OG Triple Triple OG Samke. One nigga, head nigga in charge is what we do every single Friday. We're out here. We're back again. This is episode 40, man. We've pushed. Man. Yeah, episode 40. We work quite hard, Dougie. Like, like, we should, like, you know, can we get a round of applause, please, guys? Come on. <laughs> we've got, a, we got a, a live crowd out here. Um, stats say most podcasts don't go past episode three. Episode three. So we've, we've pushed quite 40, hard. bro. We've, we've, we've pushed quite hard, I think. Yeah. Yeah. How you been? I mean, how's, are you Ramadaning? I'm done Ramadaning. Really? Yeah. So now you can be back to your usual self, man. Yeah. Okay. And and Ramadan is 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 not only about food. People think, hey, you guys don't eat for this long. It's about discipline. You don't swear. You don't listen to swearing music. What? You don't you don't you don't drink. You don't smoke. You don't have sex for thirty days. That that's that's Ramadan. It's not just fasting. Oh, word? Yeah. I didn't know that, dog. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to that piece of info. Otherwise, how's your week been? How's your hip-hop week been? Um, it's been, it's been, we just came back from Cotton Fest. Cotton Fest. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Do I? Do I? I'm, I'm not too sure. About what? About this year's Cotton Fest. It was okay. It's just that piano was unnecessary. You think it so? Was, it was, it was not needed. So you think the hip-hop the main stage is including the was it the Jägermeister stage, which had a lot of the up and coming homies on there. If, if if you look at the performances from from Saturday, Casper killed it. Like everyone who killed it, youngster, aka all those guys. Um, what's his name, Blackie? Yeah. Everyone who killed it at Cotton Fest was a hip hop artist, so we didn't need the the piano gang. Yeah, but I also felt like they didn't put on the right hip-hop artist onto the main stage. I saw, and, and I'm on a cape for the homie for now, but I, I saw Touchline on one of the, on the other stage, the smaller stage. And I felt like th- that's a homie who's been working so hard this year. He deserved a primetime slot up there. Maybe even before, before Blackie, you know, late night, he's been doing enough work for him hold to on, be... Hold on, hold on, what's going know? on? Slim. Nah, it's the other it's side. Door. It's next door. It's all good. Okay. But yeah, I was a bit upset that I saw Touchline on a small stage, bro. And I oh, thought, so- and he wasn't the only one, you know? Some of the DJs were there, you know? Shout out my homie Zandy. He was also, he, they all should have been on main stage for me. Yeah. Some of these things are organized by people who are not connected to the culture or to the streets, who don't know what's going on, you know? Who still think um, Touchline is an upcoming rapper. That's supposed to be on the smaller stage earlier on in the day. Yeah. You know, like that that's the problem most of the times. You you have these office people getting these tenders, but they don't know what's really going on in the culture. Word, and we need to stop that. Like we need the people on the ground. Yeah. In the ground, you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, it made me think about like when did you come up over in South Africa? Like niggas have been on the come up for years, dog. They're still on the smaller stages. And then you have someone like a Blackie 
who, you know, with all due respect, came into the game last year. Yeah. And he closed Saturday night at Cottonfest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you've got someone like a touchline who's been in the game longer who didn't get the main stage like that. Yeah. What do you think of the squatter camp inclusion? I thought it was cool, man. Like, like I said to you, Mina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problems with squatter. Yeah. But I like old squatter and I feel like it's a, it, was a, it was a movement and something that happened back then. Yeah. And we don't need it now anymore. There's like younger kids who are on the ground who can come through seven squad deep and do what squatter did just in a different way, in, in a 2022 way. So it's cool to have them on stage, like a, a tribute, memory, like yeah. memory vibes. No, I think it's cool too, because your, your, your Coachella and Summer Jam Spring, they still yeah, bring, bring back your KRS or Rakim, yeah. like um, Blast from the Past. For once sure, in a while. Doc. This makes me think of, uh, today's the 27th, right? It's Freedom Day. My 27th, and I'm sure yours was also the same uh-huh. way. It was always, for the past six, seven years, was centered around Back to the city. For the past 15 years. 15 we started years. We started back to the city in 2007. Since every April 27, since 2007, I haven't been anywhere else but in Newtown. It started under the bridge and we moved to Mary Fitzgerald Square. So I've been, I've been doing back to the city since. And now you're doing something different now. Yeah, cheer. Shout out to Sampra for bringing us out again. Yeah, shout out to Sampra. Yeah, but, I'm doing but, a lot of things, but, man. But here's my question to you, yeah. right? I think it's an interesting one. Maybe we'll talk about it with everybody here today. Your best, who, who was the best performance you've ever seen at Back to the City? Yeah, I can't, I can't. You have to give me one. I, can't I don't s- want one. I don't want, don't give me, ah, uh, he was, this, no, no, no. Give me one, one person you feel like fucked it up at Back to the City for you. A performance you'll never forget. For me, it'll have to be we're still under the bridge. Damn. It'll have to be the emphatic tabs. What? That's wild. You know, because because it's very difficult to go in front of twenty thousand people without a song on radio and kill it. You know. It's easy to go there and like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, you hear that shit every day <laughs> on radio, it's on, on, on TV. Well, but if you, if, you, if you go on stage, your song is not on TV, your song is not on radio, and you kill it, and people shout for uncle, then that's it for me. Oh, he did that? He did that. Damn, no, I wasn't there for that. Under the bridge, I've never been to back to, to the city under the bridge. Under the, we even we, in, in 2011, we once brought the Anvord under the bridge. Oh, word. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. What's the homie's real name? Um, Wadi, Wadi Jones. Wadi Jones. Y'all gave him the, the Lifetime Achievement Award, which they deserved, I think. You know yeah. what I mean? I think the best performance I seen wasn't that long ago, maybe 2016, 2015. Yeah. Um, AKA. Closed up the show. Yeah. People were running towards the stage, falling over each other, my nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the culture was that crazy. The nigga had that much pull at the time. Yeah. And I think the first song he did was, was Sim Dope. And even today, for me, the performance, him seeing do, him, me seeing him do that on stage just made that, like, my favorite, a.k.a. Track I think every time. year, with every event, you get that 
extraordinary performance. I remember the other year we had Nasty C. And after Nasty C, we had an American act, Sky Zoo. Shout out Sky Zoo. And Sky Zoo drowned. Really? Drowned after Nasty C. Niggas left the stage? Hey, bra, the it, was, it was like an anticlimax. Yes, yes. Like, For Sky Zoo? Hey, bra, Nasty C killed it. Yeah, that's why it's, impo- it's important nowadays, like who you who you bring from from overseas. Yeah. Even for the next one, it's happening Heritage Day now, right? Yeah. So you you guys have to like really consider who you bring because the hip hop acts we have here now have a huge pool. If if we see what happened at Cotton Fest, it it just shows that hip hop is way alive. And yeah. if you're gonna bring someone from overseas, back to the city is gonna be crazy, man. Like heads are hungry for hip hop. Because right, yeah, weekend in, weekend out, we go out, we hear people playing the same shit for four hours. Yeah. Whack ass shit. But let's get to the top. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on, man. Let's open up the class, right? Yeah. Class is in session. Ring the bell, please. <laughs> poo, 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 poo. <laughs> Yo, um, before we get into class, just want a big shout out to Solicto Gin. They always are just sponsoring Our each and sponsor, every episode. Solicto Gin, it's local. Please support that through Take A Lot. It's also available our neighboring countries like Zim, Botswana, Lesotho. Word. Yeah. You can get that, man. It's really nice. Raw beats as usual. You know they got our backs with the headsets and the sound. Big shout out to Sampra, AMPD Studios as well. Yeah. yeah Taking care sure. of us each and every week, man. That's why we are here doing this thing. It's for the love of hip-hop. <laughs> it's for the love of the game, man. What's on your mind, G? What you thinking about? I mean, we're people here today, so yeah, I decided. To I decided today we're gonna talk about the masters. Not the everything, master class. Ev- everything about the masters. What are the masters? Why are they so important? Who owns the masters? How do you get to own the masters? Mm. When do you sell the masters? How much are the masters? Got we're you. gonna talk about all Got of you. that. Let's start at the top, then. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, what makes you want to talk about this? What, why do you think it's a, it's a conversation that needs to be had, especially in our industry? Because it's a problem every year with every generation. You can take it back from the Michael Jackson's days when Pro Kid passed away. There was an issue with the Masters. DJ Spoo had to take the Masters back to the family it's, it's, it's always a problem when, when people leave the label, they're no longer allowed to perform the music because they don't own the music. Mm. You know, the intellectual property, the ownership, the publishing, all that shit. You know what I mean? And a lot of artists don't know these things, you know? Got you. Yeah. Why do you think that is, though? Why do you think... So, so the problem is, is not really the business here. Because what you're talking about is masters would be the business, right? Yes. The biggest issue is that the artists don't know what's supposed to happen once you drop music. You know what I mean? So they don't even know that there's a thing like uh, the masters belong to somebody else. There's all these publishing rights and everything else. They don't know that. They just want to make music. You know what I mean? So how do we now educate people to wanting to be interested and just not the music, but also knowing where your music is going and how it's, it's being distributed. They, they need to know, they need to understand the music part of the business. You know, that's what the Masterclass podcast is here for. You know, 
We're not going to go to every artist and say, do you know anything about percentages and royalties, mechanical royalties, needle time? You know, nah. most of them don't know shit about that. They only know how to structure 16 bars and a hook and yeah. a bridge. Uh, they, they, they are the talent. Yeah. Can we, that, blame, can we blame niggas for that though? You can't blame them entirely because most of them can't afford a team, can't afford a lawyer, can't, they don't have managers, they don't have advisors. Mm. They just, most of the time they meet people who want to exploit them. Right. You know, I see this guy, I meet this guy, I see the talent and boom. And that's it. Yeah. And for me as the artist, I see you. I'm just like, okay, you're saying, Rashid, you can help me get my music out there. I don't really care about where my masters go because I don't even know what that is. Right? So I just want to make a song and I want to put it out. Yeah. Initially, initially it's like that. As a, as a hungry artist. Like I said before, an empty stomach doesn't have a counter offer. True. If you come Facts. to me, if you come to me and you're hungry, and I say I have five thousand rand for you, give me this. Let's do that. And your account is on zero. What's your counter offer? I can't really say much because also you that, that, you're giving me five thousand rand for something I love to do. Yes, that that's how artists get exploited. You know. When you're in the room, in the boardroom, and they say, here's a contract, mm. you can't even say, let me take it to my lawyer because you don't, you don't have, have a lawyer. A homie. So what should I start reading then? I must be able to read my contract myself. That's a start, really. Reading, reading your contract. Read and wanting to read my contract. You need to know what to look out for in a contract mm. because you might know English, but you don't know the legal jargon. Like I said before, should and must to an ordinary person, it's the same thing. I should do this. I must do this. But it's not when it's on the paper. When they say an artist should, that's a suggestion. Mm. When they say a, an artist must, that's a that's binding. Yeah, check your mind. Check your mind. You know what I'm saying? Those those are the small things that you need to to consult for, mm. because because we all think we know English. But when, when, it, when, it, when it comes to legal terms, we don't know shit. So now I must be able to afford a lawyer. If I can't afford a lawyer, what do I do? Just, just, just know the basics. Just know those small things. Should and must. Mm. You must know the percentage in parents. You know, that's a, there's a percent. If you don't understand percent, you must understand parent. Okay. If the company makes 50 rand and you're getting 5%, how much is that 5% in rands? Don't tell me about percentage. Tell me about rands. Okay, for every, for every 50 rand, I get 5 rand. Cool. It's understandable. Then you can divide a million into 5 rands, 5 rands, 5 rands. You will know how much you made if you don't understand the percentage. Mm. If they say, oh, your, your, your contract is 15%, like, okay, cool. How much is that 
in 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 money in language you know so it's just basically being able to make the contract understandable for you yeah so you don't and you don't need to be contract. like a professor you don't to read you don't this need shit. to be a, a a professor another thing don't sign or initial any page that's written halfway what do you mean because you're going to put your signature there and they take it back they add other clause oh, you've seen that inside. happen you've seen that happen of course for real of course what so if if you get a contract that's written halfway take a marker and scratch the empty part then sign it don't just sign and, and take it back because you're going to get fucked big time <laughs> that's wild our 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 music industry were never made to make africans rich the, the, one of the first companies like the emi emi is english music industry they don't give a fuck about africans they didn't come here to make your niggas rich they came here to take like every other european so you cannot trust somebody you just met bring your own people bring your own team you know i hear I mean? that yeah. but the most important thing to remember is that before you can even get to all these issues your yeah. music has to be dope you know what i mean you yeah. have to have some music that you trust and believe in before you believe in other people yeah. to help you push this music yeah. you know what i mean pause. so let's let's get pause. into to to pause to, to, pause word shout out to zola 7 hotman is in the building kuluva thank you <laughs> all right all right thank shout you so out, much out, for coming through appreciate that appreciate yeah. that all right so i'm an artist i make some music in my back room yeah uh, i produce my own shit too and mm-hmm. now it's time for me to um get my music out there right in that situation when do my masters come into play and what are my masters in that sense the masters are nothing but intellectual property okay you know but it doesn't end there just because it is your intellectual property it doesn't mean that you own and it and i own it showcase yeah. I, i get that but i'm saying now i'm in my back and room then, so okay. i own it for I'm, now i'm 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 getting there okay whoever pays for the recording owns the masters mm. okay whoever pays for the recording If I go to speaker and say speaker I have 500 rand I need to record a song I own that song got you even if it's at speaker's cribs a speaker studio yes got you you know what I mean so what companies do they give you whatever money you need to record so that they can own the masters mm. and the masters worth more okay. after some time there's airplay and this and that depending on the music and and then you discover that the song that you recorded you paid 5000 rand for is now worth 2 million yeah who owns that the guy who paid that 5000 yes all right so let me put it this way now yeah. i'm a producer yes i have a studio my back room rashid you come to my place to record that yeah right you don't pay me jack yeah and i give you the song but i own the masters because you recorded it at my spot yes okay that makes that makes sense right yeah it now, does now 
when it becomes to the bigger corporates and to the labels, how does that work? They pay for, they pay, they give me money to go record. I pay for studio and whatnot, and then they own my masters. Either way, either way, you can record a song or the full album on your own, and then you take it to the label and say, I spend 100 grand to record this album or 150 grand to record that, that album. And then they're going to see, they're going to sign and give you that 100K. Hmm. After giving that 100K, they own the, the master. Whatever they do after that has nothing to do with you. Okay, okay. That, that, I get that. And it makes business sense. I don't think it's like a rocket science. It makes sense. Like yeah. If I give you money to go record some shit, I should own a bit of it, right? Yeah. So where does the issue come in now where homies are, are complaining about their masters and that they had no idea that their masters belonged to this, place, this person or this entity or, or someone else, you know what I mean? Where does the issue come in? Where, where do homies make the wrong decision in not being able to own their own property? It's because um, once you get signed, they start getting negligent. You're expecting a call every day. Hey, tomorrow morning the, the, the studio is booked, you're recording. So yeah, come. You don't know how much money was spent to book the studio, to pay the, the, the engineer, or to buy the beat. All those things, you have no idea. Mm. You're going to complain later when, when, when the record label takes their money back. You know? Gotcha. But, but the record labels are also shady. Why you say Beca- that? Because they can... They want to maximize the amount of money they extract from you. They want to okay. get every cent. They can move you from the hood and say, come stay in mid-rent. Here's a flat for you or here's a house for you. You're thinking you're staying there for free. The day you make your first check, they're going to deduct everything. You've been staying here for 12 months and every month it costs you 12,000. So we're going to charge you 12,000 rand um, per month Mm. for the past um, 12 months and they're going to calculate every other stuff. We flew you to Cape Town to an interview. It cost us this much. We booked you a hotel. It cost you this much. You end up left with 3,700 rand. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all fair game, Doug. It's all, yeah. it's all part of what yeah. it, the, you can't go back. And it all goes back to the contract. It all goes back to the contract. Whatever contract you signed, you can't really... You signed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe there's a half a page missing there. Yeah. And you signed it. So now let's say I'm independent. You know, I don't have a label that's going to come to Record labels are loan sharks. Yeah they, yeah, they they have mastered the game. That's why that's why no artist has ever won a case against Ambitious. Because it's business. Because they have the paperwork. They like, okay, we did one, two, three. This nigga owes us this much. You know, we know it's unfair. <laughs> we know it's wrong. <laughs> But, but we can business. Yes. It's just how it works. But yeah. also, now I'm talking, let's talk from an independent perspective, right? Where I own my masters. Yeah. Then, in that way, no one can really screw me over. Until I get to a label who's like, okay, we want you plus the other songs that you've made. Right? Can yeah. they do that? Because I'm just getting to the label now, but I've got music that's been popping already. You know what I mean? I'm, you charge them I'm, for that. You, then I give it to them. Yes, at a fee, not for free. Okay. But you must know that you must know that they're gonna make more money. The thing is, 
you can be an artist and own your master but you, you don't have the knowledge yeah, you don't yeah, know yeah. what to do with that master you can't move it it yeah. don't mean shit yeah and when somebody else has it and he knows what to do with it and he starts making money and you complain no but, but that's, that's what i'm money. saying like how do we stop that then how do we get niggas to understand that information yo, we need the knowledge mm. we need the knowledge here's my thing it's like you, when like you go saying, when you go there and say okay i'm signing to this label for three years or for five years. Mm. What's going to happen to the masters, to the ownership of the music after five years when my contract expires? Done. Let's sort that out now. You can have that conversation. Yes. But do artists have that conversation? I don't think so because like we're saying, artists just want to make music, Doug. They don't really care about the, the, the shit that goes behind it. But... For them, that's why. That, that, that's why. That's why every artist needs a team. I said, I said this the other time, which is on my T-shirt. Being man of the match doesn't mean you can play alone. You know, just because you're a star in the team, you can't say, "Fuck the manager, fuck the lawyer, fuck," because you're gonna get fucked in the future. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean being man of the match doesn't mean you can play alone you know everybody needs a team I hear you so yeah. let's move on a bit the price of masters how does that work pricing of masters and can I buy them back once they own them can, and how much do I charge them to take my masters if I'm good enough to have my masters out there You can always get an expert to value them. How much do they cost? Because they, they, they don't cost the same. You okay. know? Depending on how successful your music is, I guess. Right? Yeah. You know when, when, when Michael Jackson released Thriller? They offered him $3 for, for, for every unit he sells. They were like, ah, how much can this guy sell? Mm. $2 million, $3 million at most. But Thriller sold 100 million. Yeah. And they couldn't pay my, Michael Jackson. Okay. That's why he got um, to own publishing for Sony. For Sony yeah. He ended up owning that because they couldn't pay him back. Pay him back, word. You know, mm. he sold more than they expected. So the masters, the masters can be valued. Like you get an expert, okay. You have 12 songs in your album. They did this and that and that and that. And this is this how is so much, much they were worth. worth. Yeah. Okay. Then I can go to a record label and be like, yo, this is how much my master is worth. Yes. I'll sell that to you plus give me a three album deal or three year deal. Yeah. Or I can, I can only sell them or lease them to you for five years. Or you can lease after, them. Yeah. After five years, I get my master's back. You can do... In these five years, you can do whatever you like mm. we, we, with, with these masters, with this You know, from, from what you're saying, yeah. and what I'm taking, is that if, 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 you, if, you, if you own your own masters and your music isn't dope, at some point, it's just going to be worth nothing. Or if your music is dope, you're going to have to sell your masters. Yeah, and, and producers as well, beat makers. Do we have uh, beat makers in the house? Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. 
eventually they're going to have to sell the market. Yeah, okay. A beat makers, you're not producers, you're composers. You're using the wrong term. <laughs> yeah. Beat makers are not producers. They are composers. So whoever owns the master, you'll always own 50%. Mm. The composer of the music, the beat maker, is entitled to 50% of that song. Whether they paid you or they got that beat for free, it doesn't change anything. You will always own 50%. Whether they use it for adverts or for movies or for played as a song on radio, you always get 50% as a composer, the beat maker. You're not the producer. For sure, man. I think you must check yeah. out episode six of the Masterclass podcast. That's where we talk split sheets and contracts. Yeah. And the only way that I've seen where beat makers get fucked is that, um, you know, composers get fucked because they don't put their name down on the piece of paper. So yeah. if, I, if it's my song, I'm putting myself as the composer and then you end up getting jack from, from, from all of that. And you yeah. should be getting your 50% every time that song makes yeah. a bit of cash. You know I, I mean? know speaker gives away a lot of Sotra cipher beats for free. You know, and, and it doesn't and even register day, them. Gonna pop, boy. Yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? You don't want your shit so, back. An- another issue is artists dying. And where do the masters go? Yeah, we spoke that. about that as well. Yeah. Mm. So you need to, you must always register. If you don't have a will, you can register with Samro, the next of kin. It, it could be your kids, it could be your mother, it could be your wife. Mm. But it's different if you sign, though, right? Yeah. If you're under a label, it's different. No, whether you signed or not, like there are royalties for, from Samro that don't go to the label or to your publisher, that come Comes directly to you. to you. So you must assign the next of kin. Okay, got to, that. Yeah, Makes sense. With that. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I think to, to, to make it en- engaging, we're going to have a Q&A. Sure. Ask questions. There's a mic over there. If you have a question, you just walk there and ask your question. We're going to try our best to answer that. And I hope everyone has a little bit, of, bit more of a perspective on your masters and what yeah. they are, how they work, you know, if you can make money from them or not. But like I always say, good music pushes everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'll get your shit together. Uh, do we have questions? You can just raise your hand. Sir, with classes, you can walk to the mic, introduce yourself, and then ask your question. Sure. Popularly known as Damex, I'm from Tuduza. My question is okay, now I'm with a composer, I'm an artist, I'm with a composer, Statak Shaitrek. And then I don't know if this question is a topic is a to a different direction, but and then a publisher comes in, then sends Aranjanda Pongama percentage. Because as it stands, I'm sure him now it's 50 50. Because I believe between the you and, and, the, yeah. and the composer. So yeah. you yeah. composed the songs as well? No, I wrote the song. I'm okay. showing the artist. And then I'm, I'm with speaker. We just made a song. Shout out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you want to know when the publisher comes in? Yeah. All right. Okay. This is, this, this is what happens. When you sign to, to, to the label, you make a million, right? 
and you are signed for 10%. And then 10% of a million is 100,000. They're going to take their 900,000. The split is going to come from this 100%. From this 10%, sorry. Phones on silent, please. After the record label has taken their 900,000, your 50% as a, as a composer, aka producer, your 50% is in this 100,000, not in a million. Do you understand? And that's where the authors and the publishers will all share this little piece. But that's when you're signed. Yeah. That, and then when that, you're that, not signed? If, if, if you're not signed... You guys just split it equally. If, yeah, there's, there's a percentage. If, if your publisher is entitled to 15%, and then they're going to get 50, 15% of a million, and then you get the rest... Accordingly, according to the percentage, as a composer, you're going you're gonna to get 50%, they get 15%, and then the authors and so on. Make sense? All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, everybody? What up, what up, dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for this masterclass, my chance. Uh, we're tired of being broke, so thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to, to get some clarity, Rashid. Okay, can you move there? Because we need to capture you, make it easy for the camera, to the stand. Don't move the mic away from the stand. You move to the stand so we can capture you. All right, sure. So, Rashid, you said um, if you are the composer, then you are entitled to 50%, right? Yes. So, uh, if uh, I go to speaker and then speaker's like, yo, fam, like with 3K, I'm going to give you the beat. I pay the 3K. Do, does he still uh, own the 50%? Yes, he does. Whether you paid for it or not. It that does. 50% is for labor and for his time. Okay. Yeah. So, it's not for the product. Oh. Mm. And then in, in that regard, right? Because yeah. I took out the money. Mm. Then uh, who does the masters belong to, Mindjal? You. You know that I like that question because that's a lot of that's like a lot of what happens to uh, the homies where we me as a producer I'm speaker I can sell you the beat yeah and it's done then you assume that you own you own the, the beat you know yeah. what I mean and then speaker just because you bought it it doesn't mean you, you don't it's have yours. to credit you don't have to credit speaker so when does it become mine how can I take speaker's song like Listen. Like, like how DJs do compilations of okay. house music how can I take that song and make it mine. It is yours. You own the master. The master. But I have you, to you have, you, ha, you, have, you have a lot of DJs who don't produce, who don't know how to make beats. You have your speedsters um, Everyone. releasing songs. Everyone. This is what they do. They buy the beat. They pay for the beat. You know? What that, what, what that makes them. The owner, the owner of the masters. Of the masters. Okay. And then they, they get someone, a rapper or a singer, to jump on the beat. Yeah. Yes. They own the product. They didn't make the beat. They didn't write the lyrics. But they own the product. Yeah. And just yes. because they bought the beat or whatever from... They DJ. operate the same way as the record companies do. They don't own it. 
They, no, they they own the masters. But they you're don't still own part of the song. Of the you song. still the the, the 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 composer still gets fifty percent of royalties, regardless. Regardless, unless they didn't put their name out there as the composer. And then you, shady, you must put their name. What if I'm like, nah, fuck it, I paid him. <laughs> I paid him fifty thousand. I'm not Yo, putting his name on there. You bought the beats. You didn't buy. I paid him for the beats. That's what I'm saying to you. Is that I gave him money so I can put my name as composer of the song. You, you are which not. Is what a lot of DJs that you, you are do. not. You are not. You are owner of the master. Mm. You own that. You can do whatever you like with that song. You can even well, tell. You can. You can even tell the guy. Who's singing the song that you're not allowed to perform that song? It's yours. My track. You own it. Yes. But as the composer, make sure you always get in your check. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Next question, guys. I have a question. Um. San Monani. Hola. Yebo. Ikamausiki. I just want to ask, you know, in terms of the composer, you said um, that even if it plays on TV shows or whatever, um, a song that is used. For example, if the composer, a uh, speaker gives an artist a beat, jam for free, ne? Yeah. Um, so speaker doesn't register that. It was just a, a deal between me and speaker. Yeah. So I have the beat. Then I do wonders with that beat. With did Emma. you did you register yes, the song? Yes, I, I registered the song. Who, who, but um, who, do you, who did you credit as a composer? Yourself. Obviously. Yeah, like you bought the song. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, but speak on Kai beat, hang it. Yes, it's still it's still speaker's beat. It's still speaker's it's still speaker's beat. You can use it however you like, but it doesn't change that it was made by speaker. Okay, that's where I'm going. Like, who's speaking in Registan? You're if, wrong for doing that. Okay, yeah, no. Siavumage yeah. on that part. Then um, the song is either used for a movie soundtrack or whatever, whatever. Can a speaker now come and say, eh, that's my beat. I, I want to be... What what are, what are the rights or what are the legal legal stuff that speaker needs to know in order to be able to say I gave Rashid this beat as much as Rashid is now the master owner of the song. How does speaker protect himself in such cases? Sorry, speaker, we're really using your name a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> For the fact that speaker has to do that, it's already wrong. You know that was supposed to be done. Yeah, like from the beginning. Like you're not buying the beat, I'm giving you for free. Yeah. But credit me. But that's what I'm, that's what she's credit asking. Credit me as a composer. Speaker, if if speaker feels that there's money made from this beat that he made and he's not getting anything, he can go straight to Samro and say, I made this beat, withhold every cent. Don't pay anyone until this matter is solved. Sold. Okay, but okay, let's say if it's a speed cane, but I feel like they should die. Then I get somebody else. We rework on the beat. Who speaker still claim I'm right or manage the other producer? Like or yeah. boy two. Yes. Boy two now must come at he, me. He's he's the original composer. You you're not studying anything new. You're working from speaker's work. From from my experience, ne? Can I just say that 
from what you're saying, a lot of the time, the people that are in those situations yeah. don't have much of a leg to stand on. Yeah. Mm. If you give me your beat for free, mm-hmm. you fucked up already there. You know what I mean? Because I can take that beat and do whatever I want with it. And when you come, you have to have like proper proof and evidence that Samro and, and these guys can go check out to prove that you made that Okay. Beat. The biggest misconception is that if I give you the beat for free, it means I'm giving away my rights and ownership. That's not what it is. Mm. That's not what it is. You know, Dr. Dre gave Mary J. Blige um, a beat for free, a family affair. But Dr. Dre had every cent from royalties. Because and, and, and the sales and the sales and the sales. It doesn't mean because he gave that beat for free, he doesn't want anything after that. But it's only because he he credited, she credited her. Him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she credited him on that beat. That's why it's, he's getting. It's, it's a we're crime. Talk, we're talking about an instance it's, it's, where you it's don't. It's a crime not yeah, to credit yeah. a person. Yeah, it is fucked up. It is fucked up. It's a crime not to but credit a person. But we see, Paul. Like that's what I'm trying to get at. Like it's it's, it's, it's a gift, received gift. If speaker gives me a beat, it's I'm mine. Like the kids are home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's, it's very speaker tough is giving you a to beat to, to work on it, to create something out of it, not for you to be a fake producer. It's yes, morally. Yes, but like business-wise, paperwork. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Like business-wise, paperwork. If speaker did not sign on that on that, that I'm taking this beat from him and I just gave him money for it. Or even if I didn't, he gave me the, as a gift. He can't come back a bit later and say, I want this shit. Okay, artists, okay. artists need to understand that free beats don't mean no credit. Yes. Free beats yes. don't mean no credit. They mis- you miscredit the nigga that made the beat. I'm, I'm going to talk because these people will kill me. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah, you can face them. (laughs) It's an honor to have you here, man. man. Even talking. (laughs) It's It's a a bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, uh, for those who live uh, so way to the something a protea called legal aid, which is a lawyer you get for free, which you get your information. Um, before the song is even released. And then Lomundlo will research uh, and if there are things they need to block, they can block them. But those are things you don't have to pay for. Mara, what happened to honesty? Us just being friends. If unkai piti from Ikuluva Entertainment, ngikai piti. If unkai piti for free, ngikai piti for free. If unkai piti so patalana, ngikai piti so patalana. What happened to honesty? Because I take it, gentlemen, you lose that friend for life. Yeah, for sure. Because you've screwed him up, mm-hmm. and then again pinned and one. Another thing. A hit is a hit when they say so. They can take um togo engoma and make it play every day on radio, and they can kill a beautiful song. Young Tone. So at the same time, you must understand, Uguti, I've been listening to nonsense for the past 10 years, if not 20, 
but they are hits because they are played on radios, Nama video and everything. And the real songs that are done by the real artists are not on radio, are not on TV. I'm told. So we understand all the time, Uguti, if you want to start this fight, these people that you're starting a fight with, and spend 90% on umpeto. Okay? They want to take a beautiful song and kill it. We were talking in the car about a couple of artists that should be major artists in this country, and they are not. And I've had all of those artists in my studio, and I don't understand why they are not major artists. And all them dogo artists, back to LA everywhere. Mm. That's all I have to say. Mm. Shout out to that, man. I think it's a big point Tazol is making, is that... Yeah. Yeah, we've lost a lot of honesty, dog, because of how the business works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. People are about themselves because they know that the paperwork defends them. In I'm giving you this beat, go do your best. When you come back, you're like, no, but this is what the paperwork says, bro. Mm. And you my nigga. You shouldn't be doing that shit to me. No, you shouldn't. You should be taking that beat from me and saying, you know what, speaker made this beat in Palapanza as a composer. Yeah. So yeah. That whenever I'm cashing some shit, we are hard and I am down. Yeah. But nowadays, I'm like, you know what? Whether he's on here, I'm writing my name on this. Mm. You know what I mean? And if he comes back years later wanting this beat, it's done for him. He can't do yes. anything about it. Yeah. And that's where the honesty lies in the music is that we've lost the honesty in terms of it just becoming a business now. You know what I mean? So I, I appreciate that. Mm. I really appreciate it. Also, please do check. We have an episode on payola. Please do check Not paid that. for by Payola. Yeah. It's on Payola. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please check that episode about what um, Uputzola just said. Uguti, there are songs that are pop, but they're on radio every day. We have an episode on that. Please check it out. This nigga said uh, Sister Bettina is trash, by the way. I don't know how you guys feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sister, Sister Bettina is trash. <laughs> Hey, San Monan, guys. Yeah, we're nice, we're nice. I just want to add my two cents to the production thing. If I've invested equipment in my studio, spent a couple of thousand, I pay for the electricity, I pay for investing in the knowledge to understand how the different softwares work, I try and I spend, you know, you're almost in a lab like a scientist where obviously in order to be good at your craft you need to put in your 10,000 hours and so there will be a position where the thing that I don't pay attention to I will be weak at like the business so I feel like it's our responsibility to cover each other's backs as creatives and as creators don't use the scavenge mentality there's many guys that I started also with at the bottom that know what value I paid in their lives. Just just in my own individual experience, there's many others with that story. But if you come in already looking for loopholes as to how I can scavenge, that's the first South African problem. You know, the second thing is we are weak in the area of business, myself included. You know what I'm saying? Where my my skill is making people sound great. I'm a great composer. I'm a great lyricist. As an example, as a case study, you know what I'm saying? Not from an egotistical point of view. And I've put in maybe 20 years of investment. 
of course, I will be compromised in the area of business. So I feel like organizations like Sampra, Samro, who are getting salaries and who are making a good living off the art, because at the end of the day, it boils down to the art. I feel like Ambitious is a good case study. Ghetto Rough is a good case study. TS Records is a good case study. Galawa is a good case study. Let them study what goes wrong with the artists because they're an organization that's, in theory, there to protect the needs of the creators, if, if I understand correctly what their function is in society. So then, if people get fucked over where managers get concerned, then maybe Sambra should have managers. They should look for a criteria where maybe this artist, this, this should be, it shouldn't be for everybody. For They know how to measure, which, okay, this person has put in this much work. Maybe let's have publishers, managers. If they don't already exist, I don't know if they exist. If they already exist, then I'm behind with the information. But if it doesn't, then study the business. What does ambitious have that another artist can't do? Maybe they need the PR. There should be a PR wing in Sambro or Sampra or other organizations. That way, we can focus on being the best creatives. The problem is expecting somebody who's always in a lab, finding the formula to also be an expert at running the business, to also be an expert at the publicity, to also be an expert in the public speaking. Which other industry expects that of their experts? Not even in construction. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like we do need the assistance. We do need the business side of the organizations to look a little deeper as to how we can, because it's easy to say, even with the publishing conversation, I had a similar incident where I was like, had an artist who came through and I was producing for them. And then the publishing conversation came up, the 50-50 thing. And then when the, the, the legal attorney said, the 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 hundred percent then becomes split if a publisher comes in 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 the traditional form a publisher is supposed to help market they're supposed to publish it's like with books they publish it they take it to where the industry consumes it so they have to be paid for their work as far as I understand so that hundred percent that you are speaking of Prarashid and I stand to be corrected now then needs to be split. So even if you bought 50% from me and 50% from the artist, the publisher also gets from that 100%. So our share as an artist, unless as an artist I'm willing to be a publisher or a producer, it goes... I think even I'm unclear because some of the things you are sharing and some of what I've been told before, that's where the confusion is. There's a lot of just minor differences in the information that's being disseminated to the creative world that leaves us vulnerable and puzzled. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like even workshops like this, that's why I'm like, you know what, pride aside, we don't know shit. A few of us are millionaires and we need more of the experts so that you don't carry on saying, no, the, an expert can answer. Maybe some of them, if it is possible, they should finance a legal attorney like Abu Krem, Kilfilian, Bazwagale, Bastkatka, so that we're not speculating while speaking from actual fact. Because right now, some of us may walk away, myself included, a little still lost but at least we're learning some more. I don't know if this is helpful or if this is digressing. It is, it is. Make sure, homie. It is. Very much so. I think from on my side, with what Dreams is saying, it's very true. Like, we do need the right people from the right organizations. And that's why we're having the workshop today, because we do have some of the right people. 
who yeah. are here from Sampra, you know, from a producer's perspective, who can give us the expert advice on it. I think for us as the masterclass, we're here to ask those kinds of questions. Like, why are people still in the same situation that you might say you're in right now? So the conversation is created here, but there are answers that can be given by the right people. We're here to bring those people here to answer whatever questions you may have. So it really, really makes yeah. sense what you're saying. And everyone needs to leave here with something. And I think we need to understand the, 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 the differences in royalties. Because the percentage you get from needle time is not the same as the one you get from mechanical royalties. You know, in simple terms, what you get from airplay is different from what you get from sales. You know, the percentage is different. So some people will feel like I signed for 15%, now I'm being robbed. But no, this money is not for that, it's for this. You know, we need to understand those things, those differences. That, okay, this one was a needle time, it was airplay, it was on a movie, it was a once-off, this one is ongoing. We, we need to understand all those things because we, we end up complaining for things we don't understand. Next question, please. Shout out, uh, shout out to everyone. Uh, this isn't that they've been. Um, I'm standing here as a parent because I don't have any knowledge behind the music. So my son came, uh, came to us and said, okay, we saw he's got a talent in composing beats and, and all that. All we know is that we are funding the talent, meaning that he comes to us and tells us that this is what I want. This is what I need to do in order for me to get to a certain level. Don't look at it as funding. Look at it as nurturing the talent. Yeah, nurturing <laughs> the talent per se. <laughs> yeah. Because now um, he, he produces beats. He, he composes beats. And yeah. one time I was at our house in the complex. And then now I hear his beat playing in another car passing by. And I stopped the car. I'm like, this is my son's song. Why are you playing it? Just give us info on how to protect that because now he's, he's hyped up, he's happy that my song is playing in that car, in that other car, somebody gets that beat and start producing it. How do we protect that uh, uh, for him? Because he's still young, he's still underage and just help us in that. How does hey, that, Sambra that, work? That, that's a come-up story. That's, a come <laughs> that's up how story. she started. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it starts, bro. She's parents have the free same beats, issue. send them everywhere, yeah, you know. do stuff, perform for free, do, <laughs> Those are come-up stories before you can say, no, I can't do that. When when, when you finally know your worth, you know, then you can do, take it or leave it. This is how much I charge for this. But come-up stories, 10,000 hours, you can't avoid that. Yeah. Also, just just off the point, like, just... Like you're saying, you want to nurture the, t- the talent, right? Yes, yes. But also, always be realistic about it. You know what I mean? Like, know what the industry looks like. Try to do your own research as parents that are trying to get your son into this position. Yeah. And then you can sort of judge what he's good at and what he's not good at. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think it's one of those things of just fully support everything. Sometimes it just might fuck out, you know? Right. So it's up to you as the parents to lead in that sense of knowing that, oh, this is how it works. Let me help you this way. Let me help you that way. We're not killing the talent, but we're being realistic about what this is. I'd hate for, for, for your son to, to have all this talent, think he's the best in the world, get to somewhere where he's told he's not, and then 
everything you've been nurturing just falls apart, you know? Okay. So just always be realistic about what this shit is. You know what I mean? Okay. And then you guys should be cool. Yeah, and whatever he does, whether it pays or not, it must be investment. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. when I started on radio, I worked on radio for six months for free without a salary. I worked yeah. for a year without a salary on radio. Yeah, and, mean, and, and, and I've been on radio for seven, eight years now. Yeah. I mean, for us, we... So that was investment that paid off later on. Yeah, that, that's how we look at it, even us, me and my wife. We, we are not looking at it as in he's going to make money now. We're looking for the future. If he's busy, like, all the time, we always encourage him and tell him that, you know what, when you make a beat, you must make something that lasts not something that's going to be now. But I'm saying in order for us to protect that for him, in order when he composed those beats, it must be for the future. But now, now we hear these songs playing somewhere and somebody is pumping it all the time. So that, how that, do you that's protect what, That's that? what you need to take care of. Because there's going to be sharks who's going to try to exploit that for their own gain. Yeah. Like, talk to your son. Okay. You're giving this guy a free beat. How is that going to benefit you? As compared to you giving Rashid a free beat. Yeah. You know, you must, you must check the ROI, return of investment okay. in that situation, whether it's free or not. How is it going to benefit you? Because okay. somebody's going to come and exploit it. He's going to see a kid with the talent and say, yo, give me this beat. I can do this and that. But what's in it for me? Thank you. Gotcha. Next one. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Away. Yeah. Uh, my name is Sakele Mzalazala. Um, actually, I've got a book on music rights and business, especially oh, on the topic Shout out to Sakele. Oh, I have that hey. book. I have that book. Um, I'm also the head of uh, City Baby in Africa. Uh, we're doing digital distribution. Uh, I've got two questions uh, that I need to throw to you guys. And then also I want to clarify something so that everyone here can live clear when it comes to music business and music rights. You know, um, Sambra has funded a lot of workshops that I've been doing around, you know, you guys, you don't come to the workshops. You know, that's one thing I want to tell you. Uh, the questions that I have for you guys is maybe this, you, you brought a very important topic because of our industry starts there, yeah. you know, because we've got an industry and then I always say we've got a business industry. So for us to jump to that other side, the topic starts here. But now the question is, can you please um, answer what is uh, intellectual property and also what is copyright, you know, because I believe that if they can get the answer on that, it will be easy for them to understand now going forward. And then the clarity that I want to bring while you're going to be answering that is yeah. um, an artist doesn't write music. You know, if you want to understand your rights and you want to understand the business, you must know that an artist doesn't write music. An artist is a performer. Is that person who goes on stage and performer goes to the studio and record? You know, that is why you will get confused with the contracts that you sign because you signed an artist contract and then you want to claim now as a songwriter. And then, secondly, a composer 
only creates the beat, not the beat maker. Uh, uh, Rashid cleared it. I hope you've taken notes on that. When you say you are a composer, it means you only create the music. And then an author is the one who will write the lyrics. The producer is the one who will direct. So if you can start separating yourself in all what I've called, like what I've mentioned now, and understand that you must get your monies as an artist. You must get your monies as a songwriter. You must get your monies as whatever that I've mentioned. And also, lastly, sorry guys, lastly, there's only... There are only two rights in the industry that we are in. We've got a master right, which we've been talking about, and then we have a publishing right. When I'm saying we have a publishing right, you will ask yourself, where do I fall as a composer? Publisher, there are two publishers. Publishing means ownership. Whatever you've written, you own it. Then it means good you are an owner. The only time you will have a publishing company is when you assign those rights of what you've written to that publishing company. So this is clear, this is simple. Let's stop saying this, that no, it's confusing, it's whatever. Let's try to understand these small little things and also listen because you need to know what you are. I think that's it for me. Thank you. 100%. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Doug. Awesome questions and some good advice as well. Shout out. What's the name of the book again, Doug? Music rights with Sakai. Yeah, I have the book. All right, we'll, we'll bring it for the next episode. You can yeah. check it out there as well. I think um, the IP question, I'll put it in the most layman terms that I can, and then Rashid can just elaborate in terms of the technicalities of it. But intellectual property IP is literally anything you come up with, you as a person, right? So it can range from music to writing to poetry to you drawing, know, uh, drawing to architecture, art, anything, yeah. even just words. Like, you know, pekelebeke is intellectual property. So anything you can come up with creatively and own, that is IP. That's something that you can register and, 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 and actually own and have for the rest of your life. When it comes to the music side of it, it's, it's anything. The composer has his own IP. The producer has his own IP. The author has his own IP. And the artist have their own IP. So it's mainly, it's an individual thing, I'd say. You know yeah. what I mean? We can bring it together and say, like, we own this IP. But you came up with that, you came up with that, so you own that, you own that. It's, it's whatever it is creatively that you can come up with, you can own that as intellectual property. And because you, you work, you're working for me and you assign under me, I own your, your IP. Yeah, of course. I mean, let me put it this way, right? I, yeah. work, I work at YFM, right? And shout out to YFM, best company in the world. Nah, never did. <laughs> Nah, never did. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but um, you know, uh, everything I create there, and I've been there for six, seven years now, and everything I've created there, I do not own. You yeah. know what I mean? I gave them the IP by being employed by them. You know what I mean? So I, I come up with the concept, and they like it, but it doesn't belong to me. But if I wasn't working for them, and I was doing the Masterclass podcast, this is our IP. No one can come and say, like, yo... We, we need to do, you guys need to do it this way. We, we own this one. But because when you work somewhere, everything you do for them, they own it. If you work at a construction company and you come up with a new design for a brick, it belongs to them. So that's what I... You, you know how I discovered that? Um, when I was working for Red Pepper, I used to produce She's Knees and She's Live, right? So I had my own camera guys on the side. We used to interview artists, the guests, yeah. while they were doing their makeup. We used to call it the makeup room. Gotcha. 
I had the double HPs, youngster CPTs, everybody. Mm. When I was done with that show, they told you, it doesn't like, belong to you, bro. Bruh, you are contracted to us. You recorded this thing. Here? Yeah. <laughs> at our place. So we own it. Yeah. And that's generally IP, man. So I couldn't do anything with that. Don't belong to you anymore. You know? So with copyright, mm. copyright is the usage of IP. Mm. You know? Whether it's sampling or replaying or whatever, that's copyright. You can't, you can't use that without the permission of the owner or of the publisher. Whoever owns the IP or controls the IP, you have to go through those people for copyright. We, we, we suffer that a lot on the podcast. We do a podcast, we review somebody's song, we play a video, and then we get a notification. Copyright claim. You can't use that. You can't get paid from that either. You can't, you, you know what I mean? So all you need is a permission from the owner of the IP for copyright. That's it. Quick question before we get into the next Yeah. One. Is it easy to get, um, even with sampling, and Big Dreams would know a lot about it, but like, is it easy to get the copyright to the copyright? If you know what I mean. All you need is as all all you need is um permission, clear the sample or whatever, or permission from the publisher or the owner of the IP. Okay. Which if would be the masters in music sense. Yes. If if they give you if they give you permission that okay, you can play my song in your podcast, you can play my video in your podcast, and then that's yeah, but clear. how do I get that permission? I have to call up Big you, Dreams. Yes. How do I get that permission? You call, you call the artist, the publisher, or the owner of the master. Okay, got you. And then they'll say yes or no. They, they'll say yes or no. And then you use that whatever in, in, in written format to say, YouTube, here's the proof. I have a right to use this song. Got you. All right. I guess I'm hoping everyone understands the difference. Between copy and IP at the moment. Yeah, we have we have a, an episode on sampling as well. We go deeper onto these things. Yeah, somewhere in there. It's yeah, at the Masterclass just, podcast. Just sub- subscribe to the Masterclass podcast on YouTube. Gotcha. We've covered most of these things. Do we still have any question? Yes. Yo, it's got a lot. <laughs> oh, let's oh, handle. Let's right, do this. Right, right. Good day, everyone. Gotcha. Um, I'm Terminal. We're a digital magazine, and we build. Digital press kits for any artist or podcasters or anyone. Uh, I just want to ask regarding the whole now we're moving digitally. Yes. And it's a thing that now we have artists or producers or composers who register their music with BMI. I don't know if you guys are BMI. I don't know if you are a partnership with BMI or it's one group or one umbrella. So they register their music with BMI, then they put the music as of like no copyright and you can use it and Whenever. you can do whatever. Yeah. Mm. So I just want to figure out is that let's say you do use that music. You are big. You become a big icon or a big celebrity or a big artist. Can that composer change that license? From the BMI? Uh, from 
putting it out there as no copyright, meaning that yeah. you can use okay. the music. Um, yeah. Let me try to answer gotcha. that. Mm. When you do that, yeah. say no copyright, yeah. everyone can use it Done. for yes. free. Yes. The day you decide to change that, yeah. it's not going to affect the previous. It's going to be eff- effective immediately from then moving forward. Okay. It's not going to affect me who used it while you said no copyright. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Even even Keres one said all his entire catalog is for free. You don't have to clear a sample to 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 to, to sample um Keres one or to use any of his material. You know, when he decides to change it will be from that date moving forward. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Understood. I think from what I know, also what you've, we've spoken about in an episode is that there are certain musicians whose music is for no copyright after a certain amount of time that they've been dead. So a lot yeah. of people believe that it's like, oh, if Michael Jackson dies today, we can start using. No, no. you can start using his music for free. Fifty years. Fifty years after, after he dies. Yeah. So you can start sampling from. You can sample like you know Elvis and then that. That's why you can use. Beethoven. Yeah, you can do that. That's Mozart. Fine. You can for even free. use the, the keys that they use. You know what I mean? And, 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 yeah. and, and the cues and shit. You can use that for free. Lu, um, Louis Armstrong died in 1975. How many years now? Hmm. Ah, it's, it's over 50. Yeah. No? No? I don't know. Maths is not my shit anyway. <laughs> yeah. How nah, many years? You got it. You got it. Oh, it's 70 in America. No, okay, here it's 50 facts. years. In, in South Africa, it's 50 years. But for the rest of the world, it's 70 years. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. After, 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 and then it becomes a public domain. Gotcha. That's why gospel songs are the same. You can were, do that. You can, gospel songs you can were written you all you in want, the 1700s. <laughs> so you don't, have, long, you don't have to sample Avulei <laughs> Lamasa. You can do your own rendition for free. <laughs> Mr. Now I'm going to wait. Hey, okay, cool. Next question. <laughs> yeah. My name is Nature and I'm an I'm a piano artist. I'm Hollywood AC, right? Uh, my question based on termination of the contract and sabotage also. Yeah. So my question is, actually, I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm talking about myself, yeah? Yes, let's do that, dog. Yeah. Uh, I do have a publishing deal. I do have a distribution deal. I cannot mention the label. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I want to know now how do I terminate the contract with the label because of I? Uh, <laughs> That's a good question. Mm. Because uh, I I was supposed to release my album last year, but uh, the label, Batol and J, so I cannot proceed with this other major label so that I can be able to release my album. I'm stuck. I'm in a place of darkness because of I had to communicate with Sony last year, but I was I was scared because of I've signed a publishing deal with this label and also with a distribution deal. So I need a clue and clarity of how do I get out of this because of it's wasting my time also. Gotcha. Yeah. Rashid, you can go first. You, might, you need to go back to your contract. If you find anything that says breach of contract, then you're free to go. But you got to look. Yeah. If they, they haven't done anything wrong, you'll have to pay for the remaining period. Of the... So here's how the it works, contract. Right? from what I know, yeah. is that, and this is in any other business, not just hip-hop and music, Yeah. but if you're in a contract situation, 
ne? publishing or distribution or whatever. Yeah. And you want to leave and they've invested in you already for a year or two. You're going to have to pay them all that money that you still haven't they haven't paid you for the remaining duration for the remaining of the contract. Yeah. Then you're free to go. Then you can go do whatever you want. But until then you need to do that. You need to yeah. give them theirs and then you'll get yours. Unless they breach the contract, there's a breach of contract. Then you can get away scot free. If they haven't breached the contract, then you have to pay for the remainder. Or you just have to do the rest of the contract. And sit it out if you can't afford it. So because of now I think it's been uh, six months without the management. So it don't affect my, my, my career in case I get another deals from other major labels. Nah, go back to your contract, read it again, it and check what it says. It shouldn't. But I'm going to go back to what I've been saying this whole time, yeah. guys. And as much as we can have these conversations né, about publishing and whatnot, but if the music isn't good, you already have an issue right there. Like it starts with the, 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 the project, the, the work, the, the product. You know what I mean? Like that's what's going to have you in these conversations. You know what I mean? Chances are, and I'm going to be real with you, is the reason why they're not trying to work with you, they're not liking the music. You know what I mean? Mm. If they liked the music, your shit would have been out long ago without a doubt. But now they're giving you shitty attitude. They're treating you a different way. Excuses, excuses. Yeah, like crap that labels do. Yeah, is, is now making you feel when you want to leave. And you can't leave because you contracted you. You have to pay these guys yeah. before you can dip, dog. Can we wrap it up? Please, let's wrap it up. Can we wrap it up? Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Last question. Um, what's up, everyone? Uh, my name is Brain Shademis, artist, producer, composer. I wanted to ask, so if a label is coming at me and I, have, and, I've, and I have my own company, I've signed to myself, basically, and a label is coming to me, can I sign, can I rather than lease or, to my understanding, lease my services as in my product, my music, to the label contractually instead of me directly signing to them? Okay, you need to, when it comes to music, you need to understand all types of different contracts. Okay. You know, artist deal, licensing deal, distribution deal, publishing, P&D, publishing, distribution. You need to understand all those deals, how they work, and the company that you're dealing with. Okay. You know, the types of, of, of deals they you can because you you can't negotiate um, on something that's out of their spectrum. Okay. You need to understand. Okay, this company deals with this and that, so I can approach them for one, two, three. Okay. You know, anything is doable as long as within the parameters. Okay, to my, like I just want to know. So how does does that protect me more effectively as an artist or am I in the same position as simply an artist signing another contract, be it artist, be it as, a, as you said before? Does nothing protect you? If I'm a company, the contract that I, 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 I draw will protect me first. That's why you need to take your contract to your lawyer. Okay. Because if you're going to sign on the spot, you're signing yeah. yourself to me. Yeah, that's blind, you know? yeah, blind faith. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was drawn by my lawyer to favor mm. me. Mm-hmm. 
So you need to review it and see it. You have to read, dog. You have to read. Rappers need to read. read. Rappers need to read. Take it to your lawyer. Ask them to read. Can you guys please give me two weeks with this contract? Yes. Okay, shit. I didn't know I could ask for that long even to... You can, bro. You can. What you guys must also remember, when someone's coming to you with some shit, they need you more than you need them. So by that time, consider the fact that you are the person they want. Ask for the things you need for them to get the person they want. Oh, shit. It's easier, it's easier when they approach you than you approaching them. Yes. When you approach... When they approach you, everything is on your terms. Yes. It's on you. They want you. They want you. But if you're going to them, it's like, "Mm, he's he's nice. But like, ah, let's see. You know what I mean? Like, we'll see how far we can push this nigga. But if they come into you, it's already done. Like, it's now up to you to make sure that the deal happens properly at your pace as well. Yo, man, let's wrap it up. The workshop is still going to have Q&A. So, we're not done. We're not done. We were supposed to review A. Reese's album, The Burning Tree. But we're not going to do that. Nah. Yeah. Shout out to Aries. The Burning Tree album is out. That's out episode 40. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much for pulling up. Can you have a round of applause, please? Just for everyone here. We, we as the masterclass, we really appreciate your time. Man, you guys didn't have to fucking be here, but you are here. And uh, we really appreciate that. We're just going to go bigger and better and just keep it tuned to the the YouTube channel. We're here, dog. Thank you, guys. Thank okay. you guys so much. The workshop will start in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. You can have a drink, have a pee. Come back in 10 minutes. <laughs>